Just ribbing Tuesday night, half past AEST. Know where we be? Just ribbing. Special guest, a tech and talk, a musicology. Just ribbing. Coming to you live at the same time here every week. Just ribbing. Jump in the room, let's chop it up. It really ain't that deep. Just ribbing. All right. I'm not going to play with the buttons any more than I have to tonight. Hef, I'm sorry. Damn, I'm going to get docked again. You're going to get doxxed. No, I'm just playing. You're already doxxed. Uh, yeah, don't worry. I'm, you know, it's, uh, hey, it's the world we live in. You know, technology sometimes is not always uh, up to par on what you want it to be. So it's all to the good. We keep it moving always. Doc. So yeah, Dr. Sus, what do we got? Dr. Sus, can you make some like you know the baby cap like they have on medicine? Can you make the baby caps for my mouse when I'm doing spaces so I don't click the wrong thing and get into trouble again? You know, the safety lids. We can do that, I think. I don't know. It's just a thought, random. <laughs> right on. All right. Well, welcome to Just Riffin. I'm one of your hosts, Hefner. And tonight I sent him invite. So he's um social media. Um, illiterate so we're trying to get him up to par with everything although he does stream his uh, show live on twitch uh, does a live dj show this guy is amazing he is a old school friend of mine known for 20 plus years and um, he's a world famous dj his name is icy ice dj icy ice he's part of a crew called the world famous beat junkies which is a big huge dj crew out of los angeles and uh, this guy has dj'd for the grammys he still does Pardon me. He um, also DJs for the NBA All-Star Game and everywhere in between. He The accolades, uh, the list just goes on and on and on. Pleasure to have him here with us. Hopefully we'll get him up on stage soon and uh, and he gets into, into our space here. And I would love for him to do some uh, maybe uh, show you guys a couple of things, you know, whether it's a, you know, a certain scratch or, you know, I definitely want to get into the blending of music. It's really important. Um, it's not easy to be a DJ. Everyone thinks, oh, you know, uh, I could do that, you know, but um, I guess, you know, if you put your mind to it, you, you, you really can, but f for the masses, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing. And there's icy ICs in the building. We're going to get them up on stage in a minute. Um, <clears throat> But yeah, getting back to what I was saying is uh, it, it's an art form. DJing is an art form. It is, you need to have an ear for it. You need to know the music. You can't just start playing songs. You know, in order to be a good DJ, it takes a lot of time. And you need to pay your dues. You need to, like I said, you need to know the music. And I, I really believe that being a great DJ, a, a really good DJ, you're going to know all of your music because you should know what song you want to blend into when you're already listening to one of the songs or when, I, when, when you were playing one of the songs, you should already know in your head what you want to do next. And Icy Ice, this dude, um, he, he's got that. He's got that. He's probably, he, you know, like a chess player of uh, of chess. He's, he's that of, of turntablism. He probably like uh, 10 songs ahead uh, knowing where he wants to go. Uh, and that just takes years and years and years of, of uh, DJing and, and knowing the music and listening to the music. So yeah, happy to have Icy Ice up on stage with us today. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for being here as well. J6, tonight's going to yes. be a great show, man. I'm super excited. And I got, you know, 
it's I got so many things uh, I, I'm interested in about the show, DJ Ice because, I mean, as you know, have uh, like my job is actually my passion isn't, but my job is being a DJ. But I'm like what I would refer to as a poser DJ. I'm not like a real DJ, but we'll we'll talk about that a little later. But I'm really excited to uh, to uh, talk to a real DJ, and maybe he can give me some pointers, so I'm less of a poser and more of a real deal. Maybe I'll get a pay raise at the day slash quote unquote night gig but with that said let's get into the news shall we let's do it news jam all right well you know uh hef i saw in the news a couple people have been talking about it on the timeline uh, on x as well it seems that open ai is letting anyone create their own version of a chat gpt and I thought this was a really cool thing to talk about uh, because as artists, I mean, we all could, you know, we have to put wear many hats as musicians and as musical people and just as people who love music too. And uh, this is uh, a way for us to kind of have our own custom little assistant or maybe utilize this custom assistant to interact with our fans if we're artists or musicians or I don't know. It's interesting stuff to me. What do you, what are your thoughts on this? Hef? Yeah, I mean, well, well, we'll break it down a little bit for us. Like, uh, so chat GBT I use on a daily basis and I hope everybody else does too. And, um, I really like it. I really like chat GBT, uh, because it allows me to express my, my thoughts and it allows me to be creative as well, you know, and getting things out, but I love chat GBT. So tell me a little bit more about this chat GBT platform. Um, you know, you know, where you can create one for yourself. Is it an app? What, I mean, what is it? What, I mean, you know, Give us the skinny on this thing. Well, I mean, I actually had to Google, you know, or I didn't, I didn't Google, I GPT'd it. I chat GPT'd it, but. So, you know, so chat GPT, right? GPT stands for a generative pre-trained transformer. And then, you know, uh, what this is ba- essentially is it's this machine learned, uh, you know, uh, mechanism if you will a machine i'm going to explain it the best as a as stupid musician can but it can generate a lot of text from uh, pre-trained information that's already put into it and then it can also uh you know use uh you know it, it, it can pay attention to the person that's interacting with it and respond accordingly based on how that person interacts with it now uh as i was referring to you earlier now how can we utilize this new uh so that's basically what it does right but uh as far as creating your own version of it this means simply that you can customize it and tailor it to your specific needs and like i was mentioning to you uh earlier have uh several years ago i'm not going to say how far ago because if i tell you how long ago i did this you guys would probably think i'm already dead by now and i'm talking <laughs> but you're uh, not <laughs> but, it, but uh so uh, several years ago, there was a, a gentleman named Richard Wallace who created a, a markup language uh, called Artificial Intelligent Markup Language. And I was fascinated by this. It ran off of a Java applet off of your computer, and you could basically input information into this thing, and then it would interact with people who engaged with it uh, off of what they asked it and you could put in wild cards so like you could give it a, a hundred different ways to answer to to uh, like in other words it could recognize the different ways the person would engage and ask a, it a question so i had a band uh many years ago and on the website 
I didn't want to put a bio because I thought that was I wasn't feeling that. So I put all the band's information, all our song lyrics and everything. I programmed it into this uh, markup language. And then when people went to the website, they could actually have an interactive bio. They'd be like, hey, well, when's the next time you guys are playing? And it would, uh, you know, it would scrape the information from what was input into it. Now, ChatGPT, what's cool about this is it's not just from one source. This is from all the sources that it takes information from, from the internet and from wherever else they, they've taken this information. But now it seems like, so that's way more robust and it's way cooler because let's face it, how much information, useful information can I give something? But anyway, I digress. But anyway, so, so, so I feel that I'm excited about this though, because I love chat GBT. Uh, I think it's very, I think it's, I think anybody could benefit from it. You know, if you, if you can utilize it, you know, if you, if you know how to utilize it, you know, if you could, you know, stretch your brain out to, well, for to sure. take, take uh, advantage of it. Yeah. But now check this out. So, but now this new custom uh, personalized feature there and they're adding, they're offering this to plus users. Uh, so you can actually program this thing in a way that you find it useful. And you can also, they're going to offer a marketplace for you to make this, thing your own custom gpt and actually offer it to people so let's say like, build, like building a template you mean like you're going to create a template of of your of your custom chat gpt and then you'll be able to sell it on the marketplace as well for sure exactly and Excellent. i don't know all the details yet but it's it seems really wild and super exciting and uh i can uh, like the bio reference that i made like i could see that as a koi because now instead of like uh, that's just one thing, but I think for artists and musicians, and I would love to hear other people's takes on this for whatever they do. Uh, I, there's a lot of cool applications. Uh, you could be really creative with this and you could create this, um, in, you know, this entity, if you will, you know, to interact with, uh, in, you know, uh, for instance, you know what? It's funny because I actually asked ChatGPT earlier. I said, hey, ChatGPT, you know, of course, because I can't think for myself, I had to ask ChatGPT. But I asked ChatGPT, I said, hey, uh, you know, how could, uh, you know, how could we use this? How could, you know, you could use it. And some of the answers it gave me, you could use this, this custom GPT to get to know your fans better. Like, so in other words, people that like your music, they could engage and you could learn. Now, I'm sure they're going to be very cautious with the way they share the data that other people interact with your GPT with. But uh, I'm sure there'll be certain guidelines and you'll be able to engage and get to know your user base more using the data from this. And, uh, you know, you can share stories like personal stories you could put in this thing. Uh, uh, you could have it. You could have it scrape like I could see this. I'm just guessing you could do this, but. Like, let's say you have uh, your band does shows, or let's say DJ Ice Ice, right? Let's say he has a, a Twitch schedule, right? And he can have uh, this, uh, his custom Chappie scrape his schedule, right? And then when people go to this thing, they can say, hey, when's the next time I can catch DJ Ice Ice on Twitch? But it could be like a one-stop shop. Like, in other words, they don't have to click around through a whole website or a bunch of different band camps and this camp and that camp. And, hey, you know, remember that time with the flute? But, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But, I, I, I kind of follow you, man. I, I understand what you mean. I, I think this is going to be really cool for people that, um, you know, maybe maybe even for the for creators. It could be something if uh, if uh, 
if it's a thing. You know, I mean, I'm definitely going to dive into it because I love ChatGPT itself. So I'm definitely going to check this out. I do pay for the premium. Uh, I haven't really dug into all the, the plugins that they do have. They do have a, a shit ton of plugins that you can utilize and have fun with. And um, so I'm, I'm definitely interested in in creating something and seeing how that's going to play out 100%. And I'm curious to know what some of the people that are here with us uh, uh, listening, uh, if anybody wants to come up and um, let us know your thoughts on, you know, this custom chat GBT, uh, I guess, app or, you know, personalized chat GBT for yourself, you know, so if anybody wants to come up, please just request and um, I'll let you up and then we can have this, this, uh, this discussion about this. For sure. Hey, I want to add one other thing with this too. Like, so let's yeah. say, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of ways to actually automate, like, like, a, like, for instance, this just riff in a space we do, like we could automate it, like it could, we could program it to scrape our Google calendar for our next coming guests, then we could have it use Dolly to create a flyer based on a template that you pre programmed it with all these great flyers you've been making. And then it could take that flyer, we could have it do it like, a, if you see this, do this type of thing and post that on Twitter. And then me and you can be in uh, Maui uh, drinking uh, smooth beverages. And uh, I don't know, jamming on guitars and drums and stuff and yeah i kind of like we could have we could have ChatGPT actually just we could hook it up to like a voice uh you know emulator and then have it actually do the space for us and then we can just kind of i don't know chill out and collect you know i don't collect what seashells <laughs> yeah uh i, I kind of um you went a little bit too far left for me on that one there but um i, I feel you though I'm, I'm totally down to go kick it in maui either way uh, for sure, but uh, would never give up the show. Not for any chat GPT. You can kiss my ass at that point. You know, uh, I love doing this. Uh, so yeah, but no, I know what you mean, man. I, I think you know, uh, it, it's great. You, if you don't have money to pay for an assistant, chat G, chat GPT is the way to go. Whether you pay for it or you don't, uh, it, it definitely can help you in 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 uh, in whatever it is that you want to do. It's got so much uh, knowledge in there. Now, Doctor Quinn. I really would like to hear her take because she's a doc and, uh, you know, she's uh, got a PhD. And I, I really would love to hear her take on on that. Uh, maybe not today, uh, but, but maybe one day, maybe in person, IRL. Uh, it'll give her time to uh, chat GPT her response. No, I'm just playing Dr. Quinn. I'm joking. Uh, but no, I really do want to hear your thought on that as well uh, one day. So, yeah. All right. What else we got going on? What else is in the news? Or are we done with the news? I think that's good enough news for now. Um, you know, what about, I like, we were talking about earlier about like just uh, some, what were you talking about with our se segment, our, our uh, rotating segment this, this week? Rotating segment. Since we have uh, DJ Icy Ice, world famous DJ Icy Ice on our program today, we're going to talk a little bit about turntablism we're going to talk about the mixers we're going to talk about the turntables we're going to talk about the records we're going to kind of just go through the evolution here a little bit of uh of, of turntablism and turntables and and making music and um and djing and stuff so i guess i could take the, the wheel on this one here and uh let's start so yeah uh you know records obviously you know your mom had them your dad had them you were listening to them as a kid and um 
you know, those that took to music, uh, became DJs and, and whatnot and had, had either good careers or just became, you know, uh, bedroom DJs, you know, and which is good too, because, you know, you, everyone needs a, 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 an outlet and a hobby and something to do. And some people become rich and famous from their hobby. And some people just, it just remains a hobby. Either way, it's, it's a good exercise for your brain and for your hands. So yeah, we start with this, we start with like records and, uh, and then, you know, you have a mixer and the mixer is uh, connected to uh, the two turntables, so that way you can blend the records back and forth. Now, now beat making, uh, I'm sorry, beat matching, which is how a DJ uh, blends the records together, because uh, every song has a BPM, which is a beat per minute. And turntables, and back in the days, the original turntables, you know, um, that people were DJing on, I, I believe, I don't know if they were direct drives yet, they were belt driven. So there was a belt that was underneath the platter of the turntable. And, um, you know, that kind of sucked because sometimes the records would drag because, uh, you know, the heaviness of the records, it really just depended on what was going on at the time there when you were DJing. But then as time progressed, uh, and our, and, uh, I'll fast forward a bit here, but you know, as, as a DJ, we ended up getting these, uh, beautiful, beautiful turntables from techniques called the mk 1200s i believe they were technique 1200s and they were fairly when i was young and i had my got my turntables they were cheap i got mine for 125 dollars a piece and then ronald reagan came into town and became president and then there was a tariff on all goods coming in from japan so the the price of those turntables went to the moon you know and then it was not affordable for for many people because it was just uh, too expensive you know to to buy it because of that tariff that was put on the goods coming in so uh we we ended up going but w which was great with these these technique 1200s were had a snake arm so the arm was curved a little bit going not so straight they were had a little curve going towards the record in the beginning there we didn't have you know when we started to scratch we had to you know put pennies i used to glue two pennies together and then glue them on the, the shell of the needle so that way it would hold the record i'm sorry hold the needle down uh so i could scratch because otherwise sometimes they would jump all over the place you know uh the needle would jump all over the place if there was no weight uh so yeah so we go through this this process uh you know, of, of, uh, of turntablism. And then you got the mixing DJs and then you have DJs that are doing tricks like, um, what we call backspinning. Um, and that was basically taking two records and being creative with it, going back and forth. Yeah, for reference, you can go watch, uh, the DMC, I would say, you know, 90, 91, 92, around that era, you could look up DJ Qbert. He was probably one of the you know, legend. He's a goat uh, with it. He was a guy that uh, learned from the greats and became the great, if that makes sense. He became better than everybody else, all the rest. And they were doing tricks like, you know, backspinning. They were like, you know, uh, going back and forth with two records and, and doing it with their backs, with their stomachs, with their mouths, with their feet in between their legs. I'm talking like if you go and you go really look at a DJ contest, like I said, D D DMC. Uh, which is weird because it's disco mixing club, but nobody was really mixing uh, at, at one point. It got to just doing all tricks and, uh, and, and just amazing. So please go check out DMC for reference. So you can know what I'm talking about when I'm done talking. I'll try and see if I can find a, a link or something and, and, and post it up here.
uh, pin it to the top. Uh, so yeah, so then we got these mixers and they're uh, Gemini with the wood panels, DJ Jazzy Jeff. I mean, we could really, really go in. I want to get in with, with Icy Ice on this because he's just, um, we, we, yeah, we got to get him up in here. But so I don't want to really talk anymore on this by myself if that makes any sense but i want to take everybody continue taking you guys through that through this journey of turntablism and i would like to introduce world famous dj icy ice to the stage hey what's up hefner what's up icy what's up, ice J6? how are you feeling today oh man everything's good thank you thank you guys for having me excellent thank you so much for being here with us i think i don't know what happened with j6 i think he is having tech different oh there he is let me just get him up real quick and then we could uh, we could get into this icy ice, but yeah, like you know, since I'm I'm talking here, I'm blabbing about, you know, uh, stuff that you and I know, and and maybe not the whole audience here uh, is aware of and how things work. Um, you want to pick up a little bit from where I was at, and uh, and kind of like you know, yeah, take us on this this little bit of a journey here of uh, of how things got started. Yeah, no, I mean. Uh, uh funny thing is yeah you were talking about the turntables and the intricacies of everything and how it it uh made an impact but yeah it's a, it's amazing how a whole genre a whole industry the foundation is off of these turntables yeah. hip-hop hip-hop started through the djs through the turntables and uh, what we've been able to do with it and if you look into today's society it's not about bands performing live uh in vegas or anything like that or even in big stadiums or anything like that it's always a dj so, always the dj party rock hey party you know, rock. i want to chime in on that real quick just with a real quick thing so uh, back in, I guess it was like the mid nineties, I was playing in these bands that would play the club circuit. And I knew it was like kind of shifting heavily when we were downstairs in this little room, a 10 piece horn band, right? In this little mm -hmm. tiny room making X amount of dollars. And then I went upstairs and the room in the same club, it was like 2,500 people with one DJ and a bunch of cans, he had a cool setup. And I was just like, you know, the money he was making was probably about five times what my whole 10 piece band was making. But anyway, <laughs> just to kind of double down on what you said, you know? Yeah, so yeah, J6, it's, it's, isn't it a crazy idea or isn't it crazy to fathom that a DJ playing other people's music can captivate a crowd like that? And you got real musicians, real bands, real people out there you know, playing real music and um, man, the go-to is the DJ over a band. Not, no disrespect band, any bands. I, I'm in a, I was in a band before myself, but yeah, it's, it's just amazing to me the power of two turntables and a mixer and the power of DJs playing other people's music. That's right. So when, let me ask you this because you've, you've DJed, you know, we're going to get into this a little bit too, because I want to know about your experience at the Grammys and how you got, actually got the gig and how you got there um but you know when you're when you're djing and you're going out for a gig how are you picking the records like what do you know what what to bring with you i mean i guess today you're you're uh, we we didn't really touch on it but uh, you know from the records went to mp3s but so you know w whatever medium you're bringing whether it's just your computer and and the mp3s or records themselves how are you actually choosing the music to bring to a gig and how do you know if it's the right choice 
Well, uh, the way I prepare for a gig now is a lot different from how I used to prepare for a gig. Of course, in the 90s or early 2000s, um, back then we needed vinyl records. And so you would, you would purposely or methodically go into your record collection, pick out the best songs or selections, and that's, that's where the reggae term selector came from, selecta, selector. And um, you would select the songs that you feel would be best or would fit best in your set. And so that process was very time consuming, uh, a lot more difficult than the preparation of today with digital files and digital music and MP3s, MP4s, so on and so forth. But yeah, um, I think the process of selecting is very similar. Um, it's just it was different with physical records versus digital files. Gotcha. And then, and nowadays, you know, you, you, you don't have to really schlep a uh, 80 pound, you know, case of records around with you and you don't have to have a small selection of records to bring because everything's so heavy to bring with you. You have a plethora of stuff you have in your hard drive on your computer and that you can play uh, at, you know, at the, at the snap of a finger. Uh, how are you utilizing that technology today that, that you do have at your fingertips, no pun intended here, but how are you utilizing that? Can you break down your, your process and what equipment are you using um, to manifest what you're doing? So uh, in, today's, in today's times, preparing music always goes through the, the DJ program that the universal DJ program that most or majority of DJs use is a, a program called Serato. And uh, Serato is the standard for all the DJs that, that DJ like we do. And um, the process of, of creating these sets are create, it's pretty much creating playlists. So the same way you would make a Spotify, Spotify playlist or an Apple playlist, pretty much the same process we would be doing as a DJ but then as a DJ you have tools so things like acapellas or instrumentals or um, transition records or things like that so you have these different tools that you can interlace within your list that you put together and then you think about like uh, oh this breakdown of this this uh, this record or this break this break would go really cool transitioning into this other record. So yeah, when you, you know, say not... when you when you say break, uh, break it down for for the, for the audience members that don't know what you mean by that. The break in the song. So the break in a song, uh, if you uh, if you take let's say something that's kind of universal in today's day, like Uptown Funk, Bruno Mars. Um, there's a break. In the, the the middle part of the song where he says uptown funk you up uptown funk you up it's no horns no anything it's just kind of it's just the beat and then like maybe four or eight bars in he starts saying uptown funk you up but that's a break that's a break uh where it's not the chorus it's not the intro it's not the outro but it's in the middle of the song and it's usually just a plain break of the the beat kind of stripped down and then you have him maybe saying a little hook but yeah that's the break of the record thank you and then from there then where, where do you where are you going from there how are you maneuvering from there 
So, yeah, I mean, like like I was saying, you put together these lists and then you kind of interlace it with uh, the, the different tools that you can use as a DJ. And then you kind of uh, figure out how you want to manipulate those tools. Do you want to scratch it? Do you want to backspin it? Do you want to do a trick or some kind of like build up in your performance to get everybody's, uh, you know, like everybody in the crowd jumping or something, you know, like uh, you, you kind of just envision, you kind of think of these things and, um, and you just and kind you make of them happen. Uh, yeah. You make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. You make it happen. Party rock. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, you've DJed on the radio as well. And yeah. this is a little bit different than going to a club and DJing or going or being, you know, in the stadium and, and DJing in, a, in, in, you know, amongst a, a huge crowd. Definitely. That's a different, different, different type of thing. You, you have a, a program director, right? You have certain music you have to play. How yeah. much freedom being on the radio though, how much freedom do you have being a DJ? Do you have to, or do you have to run everything by, does it have to be, you know, noted? And how do you go about that process when you're actually on Power 106 or or K Day or any radio station that you're DJing, Hot 92 or anything, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, um, yeah, with uh, with radio, I I was lucky to start in what we like to call the golden era of radio, which was in the 90s, especially me around the mid 90s. I I was at 92.3 the beat. You had total freedom, um, and when I mean total freedom, you were able to play whatever song you wanted to play, and as long as you sandwiched it when i mean sandwiched you played a very popular song or something that was uh in rotation at the radio station and you had every other song uh, your pick and the radio station's pick that's how much freedom we had back then uh sometimes you could get away with uh two songs back to back but but yeah um you had the freedom of being able to play what you ever want whatever you wanted every other song in today's radio it is so corporate and so um controlled to where they only want you playing songs that are on a specific playlist you have no freedom of breaking a song that you want to break unless you're like one of the top djs on the radio like i don't know like funk flex or something you know your your word your word is gone right okay unless you're funk flex then you you don't have that freedom most I'd say 99.9% of the DJs out there do not have that freedom and they have to adhere to playing whatever's on uh, a stated playlist that that's done by the music director or program director. Now, how do you, how do you take that? Cause you know, being a DJ, it's like, uh, you know, when that, when that happens, you know, it's like, you know, your parents telling you what to do, your teacher telling you what to do. How do you, how do you, how do, I know it's a job, right? So do you just take it as a job? Does, does it bother you that you can't play what you're really, what you think would be great to play at that time? Uh, well, obviously it's bothered me to, to the point where I'd rather not do radio nowadays. <laughs> so I, I don't. But had it been uh, more loose and we still had freedom and we, uh, you know, even creative freedom, like cutting, scratching, things like that, they frown upon it on the radio. They want you to just play the actual song and for their reasons so that it can be detected by BDS or any of these these uh, computer programs that record labels use to detect plays on mm-hmm. radio. Sure. And so, yeah. They don't want you cutting and yeah. scratching and getting creative and getting loose and it's like and, the whole uh, being art. artistic. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like the whole art of being a DJ is is that is is cutting and scratching, mixing and doing cool things. And I mean, that was the whole part. That's the whole purpose of what you do, do your livelihood. That's being a DJ to pull that away from somebody that's doing that. Then you just become a robot. And I don't blame you for, you know, not wanting to do it. Yeah, that, that, that's the art. That's the fun. That's that's that's, yeah, that's, that's what made us want to be DJs. Is correct. the creativity. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, now, don't get me wrong. I mean, radio is still radio. It's still amazing. Uh, it's still a, a, a platform that people tune to to get their radio, their entertainment or their their music. But for us creative DJs, uh, especially seasoned veterans that have been in the game for much longer, we uh, we know how it was back in the day and. Uh, just it's just not as fun, but it's still fun for these up and coming DJs that want to get their shine, put get their name out, and um, yeah, I mean you'll adhere to all these rules to to make a name for yourself on, on the radio now. But I just feel there's way more different outlets now um, than there was before. Back then it was only TV and radio as your major major outlets. Today you have a plethora of things. You have YouTube. You have Twitch. You have yeah. All your you, you could pick up your phone and live stream from your phone. We're uh, doing you know, it now. What's up? Ways. <laughs> and you're you're right here on these podcasts, like yeah. like uh, just riffing, you know. You know it's it. Like, you know, uh, it, this reminds me of uh, what you're saying here. It really resonates with me because what I was saying at the beginning of the show, uh, when I said that I'm kind of like a poser DJ. Well, the funny thing is, is like. I kind of see that correlation to like, you're a real DJ, you're a creator and that's how you get your, your creativity on. And uh, so it hurts you. It hurts your soul when you're in an environment where you can't do that. And uh, I think it's the same thing in the industry that I'm quote unquote DJing in. And what happens is I'm that guy like that's doing it for a paycheck. Like I go in there simply because it gives me, uh, the money that I need to to make my monthly, you know, yeah. and I think the same thing like radio DJs, that's what that's becoming. And it's almost like and I hate to make it. I'm not trying to make it sound like a conspiracy, but it's almost like corporate America wants to rob all the personality out of these uh, these public figures like a DJ, like even even not only the DJ from the perspective of playing music and mixing and scratching and playing your, you know, and selecting. But also your your voice, your personality, maybe your swagger on the microphone when you're talking about the station and whatever. Yeah. They want to take your ability to have your own personality out of that. So this way they can control you, because if yeah. your personality is too strong, then you're too like then you can demand things from them, like a certain amount of pay, because now all of a sudden, hey, this is DJ Icy Ice. But if they just turn you into, you know. Uh, a, a bland flavor uh, for the, ex, you know, for the, for, for the masses uh, accessible, then they can replace you at anybody. You have no special value. And that's what it, yeah. so anyway, I'm sorry, I went off a little of a rant there, but that's what it no, seems no, like it is. Good. But yeah, J6, exactly. Um, Hip hop, as we all know, has become a multi, multi billion dollar industry. And with so much money at stake, um, these companies, these corporations, they want to control. They want to control every aspect. And yes, they want to make it to where you don't have the power over them. They want to have the power over you and they want to be able to control things and they want to tell you what to do and and um, things like that. But yeah, it, it's 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 just the name of the game and and uh, you know that's that's what it is nowadays. So 
it is what it is. True to that. Speaking of 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 going, I want to go back a little bit. But speaking of like having that freedom, you, you have a, a channel on Twitch where you DJ, uh, you you do live streaming, right? Where you have your, yeah. your uh, and it's not re- it's not recorded because of the um, because of the copyright, you know, stuff and 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 you know all that regulation that you need to have. Uh, tell us about your 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 Twitch show. Uh, what are you doing on there? Do you have special guests? Are, you know, are they theme related? How did you get to doing it that way? And and what was what what was your final decision as to like, yeah, I'm gonna just do my show and do what I want to do on Twitch. So the the fun thing is is that um, to me, Twitch is the new radio. Uh, Twitch gives me that same freedom, that ability to just do what I want, do what I feel, play whatever I want at any given moment. I can have whatever guests I want. Twitch gives me that ability to just pretty much be my own show on such a massive platform owned by Google. And so um, I fell into Twitch because of necessity out of the pandemic. Like all of us DJs were stuck at home. We were not able to get out. We were not able to work. We're not able to do what we love to do for people. And so, you know, we, we originally jumped on our, our phones, um, IG Lives, Facebook Lives, YouTube Lives, and that's how we were kind of DJing that way. And then a DJ out of the Bay Area had a relationship with uh, the Twitch people, and he, he came up with the, the idea of like, hey, you video, they, they, you know, Twitch is a huge platform for video gamers. And in a lot of these video games, you have a lot of hip hop and you have a lot of uh, just music, period. Can we DJ on the Twitch platform? And so he, he asked, they, they conformed and they, 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 they uh, green lighted it and DJs started migrating by the droves. And bef- before you knew it, everybody was off of all the, the IGs and Facebooks and, and, uh, and just strictly went to Twitch. And that was a massive platform, especially in the pandemic. And the pandemic was our golden age of the Twitch platform. <laughs> so incredible. And how are you promoting on there? I know you have a huge following, you're, you know, uh, you know, Filipino. And so you have a huge uh, uh, following in your heritage. Uh, how are you promoting? How did you get people to, to tune in? Well, so with Twitch, it's your own channel. It's your own TV radio station. Um, that you control, right? And so, of course, to get people to your channel, <clears throat> you've got to promote. And of course, the, the 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 most common way is all through our social media. Um, the other common way is almost as if we were promoting a nightclub. We promote our TV or radio station the same way. And so, um, in the what, pandemic, what, it's just what, a yeah. lot of inviting people over to the channel to check me out. And of course, we're all stuck in our homes and nothing else to do. And and uh, that's how we were getting people to come over. What, but, what method worked the best for you? Where did you feel you had the most pull? M- the most pull, of course, was social media. Um, and then, and which, then, of which, course, which, which, oh, any, any particular one was it like? So you know, Instagram was giving you more pull than than uh, than Twitter was, or you know, vice versa, or was it another something else that 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 I didn't mention? Um, well. Uh, to kickstart my state, to kickstart my Twitch channel, yes, Instagram was my my best friend. Uh, yeah. A lot of them, Facebook is more of an older demographic, and they were more opposed to jumping onto a platform like a Twitch because it's so overwhelming. Sure, sure. 
Um, but but yeah, I think um, Instagram was the sweet spot. Twitter was the sweet spot um, because you know we, I was just putting out tweets and IG posts, IG lives, IG stories, and then I would post about post about what happened on the show constantly, consistently, and then. I mean, I'm, I was on every day, so um, like clockwork, you could find me 11 a.m. daily, Monday through Friday, on on my my channel. You're, and, you're 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 continuously still doing that. So tell tell everybody what channel that is, that so they can go check you out. Uh, you know, so yeah, week. my 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 Twitch channel is Twitch.tv/djicice, or you just follow me on IG, and and the, the links are right there on my my bio. But yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Now, how yeah, much I, I still do Twitch, even though we're out of the pandemic. I still do Twitch daily, and I treat it like my radio show. and And I get, I get hundreds of people tuning in on a daily basis from all over the world. Not just you know a DJ playing here in Los Angeles. You play a small club and you play for a couple hundred people. You're just hitting that local local area of people. Yeah, it's worldwide um, on Twitch. You're getting a hundred people, your couple hundred people, but they are from Germany, from Europe, from South Africa, That's from, awesome. from China, from the Switzerland, you know, Netherlands. Like I, I'm getting people from all over the place. Yeah, tuning it, into me regularly. Has that led to any? Uh, I know you have a booking agent, but have you? Has that led to any gigs? Like through your through doing Twitch since the pandemic? Has that, you know? It's definitely helped. It's definitely helped in um, the exposure. Uh, it's definitely helped in, in, um, I, you know, like I, I like to think that I was uh, a little, I, I, you know, I, I, I think I was local celebrity here in Los Angeles, but because uh, I'm also a beach junkie, the DJ community knows me around the world. Yeah. But normal people don't really, really know me, you know. Um, but I think because of Twitch and and the exposure there, like you know, like I get random people just showing up at my events or or uh, random people walking up to me and say, "Hey, I, I watch your channel on Twitch," and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa really? <laughs> That's cool. It's <laughs> crazy. That's awesome, man." You mentioned the Beat Junkies. You know, it's a world famous Beat Junkies. Uh, big crew. Uh, yeah. Tell us, tell us a, a little bit about that. How did how did you get started in that? That this is going back, so we're gonna we're gonna go back in time a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and you guys are all still friends today, and and still rolling. And there's there's different um, aspects of the beat junkies. Like you know, d- d- these people over here are doing something. These people over here are doing something. Tell us what's going on. Tell us how it started uh, for you, and how you got involved with that. Well, for those of you that are not familiar with the beat junkies, we're a uh... DJ Turntable Collective, collective of DJs. We're all originally from all different types of crews, our own individual crews that we were a part of. And uh, we were all hand-selected and brought together by J-Rock and Curse. And um, and we formed. We formed as a crew to... Because a, a lot of the crews we were part of were more like party DJ crews back then. So, you know, like we would just DJ clubs or DJ bars or DJ school dances or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the purpose of this though? What, what was the purpose, the purpose of the beat yeah. junkies was to, because we all were, I guess the elite DJs of our DJ crews. And we wanted to represent the art artistic side of DJing. And so beat junkies is a collective of artistic DJs that love to love the art form of DJing. So cutting, scratching, manipulating, remixing on the spot, um, you know, 
live beat juggling, things like that. You know, like we, we just so love fun. the art form of turntablism. And that's what we've been pushing ever since 1992, since the group is formed. So awesome. And it, it's amazing that. And so, so J rock and, and DJ J rock, one of my favorite, you know, the, the funky president, yes. one of my favorite of all time DJs and, uh, and DJ curse love him too. I haven't seen him. So when you see him, send my regards, please. Cause yes, you know, we'll do. plenty of moons since I've seen that dude. Uh, I respect all the whole crew and I, I just loved every aspect of what you guys were doing. Cause there were so many facets to, um, to, to, to the crew, you know, you had party rockers, you had your, like you said, beat jugglers and beat makers and you guys, battle DJs, battle DJs you got, and, and you guys ended up extending. Is this correct? The, the, the beat junkie got, a, uh, was it extended a little bit with some of the, I want to uh, correct me if I'm wrong. D styles, shortcut. Uh, were those, was it extended or was that just, uh, am I just uh, making stuff up? Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, like you, we, we started in 92 and then of course we collected other members as, uh, as we kept going, but yeah, like, uh, Babu came later, um, Shortcut D Styles came later. Mr. Chalk was our last, uh, member that was brought into the Beat Junkies. Uh, but yeah, as a collective, we've been together since, since the, since about 92. It's amazing, dude. And, um, and we've been... I think we're we've been in the forefront of uh of of the DJ culture of the D and pushing the turntable turntablist movement forward the art form of DJing forward and uh even up to today like uh we have a school an actual DJ school where DJs can attend I love this online DJ school that people can uh you know learn some lessons or uh, on on DJing um we have we we have a record pool of the type of music that we love and and the type of music that we grew up on and and it, we make it accessible to newer generations of DJs um and then like like you were mentioning we're in all facets of DJing so yes uh, everything from party rocking DJs, club rocking DJs, to DJing in arenas, to you know, like uh, man, well, just performing yeah. all all over the world. Grammys, Brazil, Grammys, dude, come on, uh, yeah. NBA All Star, yes, Mr. Definitely. DJ you know, <laughs> This this fascinates me because I, I want to back up a little bit to like, I mean, you've DJed such like like uh, you were just saying, and Hef was saying, Grammys is such big arenas and stuff. And then I want to talk about your Twitch DJing now. Yeah. Uh, you have thousands of people listening in uh, to your Twitch. And I was wondering, like, is the energy, like, because there's not a bunch of people in the room, like a club, is, do you play a different type of mix? Do you select different music because of that? Or do you just kind of put yourself in the state of mind, like, hey, I'm in a big arena right now, and I'm going to jam or a big club or, or whatever? Uh, yeah, so I mean, the way I would play at a sporting event versus uh, a, a celebrity-filled event or or uh, something like a, a, a hip-hop underground event, it, it's all different styles of DJing. But yeah, I, I think just like I was talking about earlier, how you select and how you prepare for your sets and all of that, it's all dependent on who you're playing for and knowing your audience and kind of envisioning how you want to perform and and uh and 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 entertain everybody that night for sure for sure but in in particular what i'm interested in is because with the twitch uh djing 
you really don't necessarily you like you don't really know the room like so is it more difficult for you to select or do uh to make selections based on that or do you keep maybe a more low-key energy because you're like oh maybe people are just vibing you know in their living rooms or do you're like no i'm gonna I, i'm just curious how you figure it out you know it seems like it'll be really challenging so with with uh with djing in front of people you read the room or you read the crowd by looking at people's faces looking at people's reactions uh seeing how they vibe to what you're playing if you're really if you really got some heads going they're they're nodding their head hard or you got some girls going wild on the dance floor you know you got them right on twitch it's it's digital it's it's all through the comments that are coming through it's it's uh -huh. it's uh they got emojis and they're 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 going crazy putting emojis so you know you're hitting them if they're just going wild doing those type of uh reactions through the chat room cool yeah and so yeah um but the, the the cool thing with Twitch is I'll be doing some hip hop and I'll go into a dirty south type of thing and next thing you know, someone says, "Oh, I have a drum and bass version of that." And next thing you know, I'm jumping into drum and bass or uh, I jump back into house or some EDM or whatever. But but you know, like for the most part, I I stick to my core, which is hip hop, funk, reggae, you know soul all that type of stuff and then i'll go on tangents uh because the crowd mentions something or or they say that they've seen such and such artists perform at the arena close to them and next thing you know i'm going into a whole drake set or something like that you know so uh the the, the fun thing with with uh with twitch is that you have that kind of freedom and you can you can go on left turns or whatever and the crowd is there for you they're there for your vibe, your energy, and they'll ride with you uh, if if you want to take them to those type of places. That that's really cool. Like I I I just you know like it just kind of like made a light bulb go off. Like it's like I was thinking of a perspective that you, you're not in the room, but what you're what you so uh, you know you uh, you know eloquently did was you realized a way to actually read almost it's not a lesser way to to read the room just a different way like texts and emojis yes. and in some ways that's in some ways it's different it's not better or worse but in some ways it could actually be you know better there's pros to it like you said like you can get texts like hey this mix or that mix you can't really get that in a club you know with a bunch of loud people you know yeah so uh, uh, you know uh, in a club setting you're you're looking at people in in a digital setting um, even when I was DJing for corporate functions, uh, you know, in the pandemic and I was doing Zoom parties and things like that, like uh, Supercuts. I DJed for Supercuts uh, Regional and I'm DJing for all these women and and everybody was home and you were on Zoom. Is that how it went down? I'm on Zoom. What? I'm tapped in. I'm That's tapped so in bizarre. Zoom and I'm playing and they're all dancing around. And wow. of course, if I play a song that they love, they're going wild. They're letting That's amazing loose. to me. If they're if they're just de if they if they weren't feeling you they're just sitting there just kind of staring <laughs> or they're they're probably on their phone you could tell you could yeah, see it that's awesome but, but in in the Twitch world you see their reactions in the chat room so like if they're if they love what you're playing they they let you know for sure uh you know we're talking about digital music and Serato and things where you don't have to carry a hundred you know 
a one ton crate of records around with you. I know yeah. you still have a huge record collection because there's no need, no reason for you to sell. But yes. how many records do you actually have in your record collection? How long have you been buying records? And when you buy records, do you buy more than one of the same record? Okay, so let me backtrack. Um, that was a lot of questions, me, but they're all pertaining. Yeah, you, you threw know, like man. five different questions at me. But you, but you, but you got this, Ice. You got this, bro. But okay, let me let me just uh, give you a, a little reference. So, like, um, I've moved several times from you know when when I was when I was just getting you know getting married, and then we bought a new house and we moved to the new house. So, just to give you perspective, um, one crate of records is almost a hundred plus records, right? You could fit a mm -hmm. hundred plus records in one crate um when i moved when i made our most recent move from our and this was 10 years ago our last move was um yeah about 10 years ago we moved into the house i'm currently living in now i had to call on fraternity brothers to help me move all my crates and i count we counted up the crates at that time and it was like i want to say almost 600 crates 600 crates wow. from one house to the other and what? they had to make a beeline like line each dude passing crate to crate to get from the upstairs loft down into the truck down in the front of the house you got your own record store there bro yeah so when we moved it was about 600 crates um in in the past 10 years i've downsized i've probably got rid of more than half of that Okay. I, I still have, yeah, in my actual room right now, it's, I have 100 plus 150 crates in this room right now. And then in the garage, I still have another 200 plus. So insane, dude. All right. So are you in a room where you have records? Is that what's going on? Are you in your record room? I am in my record room. Yes. Dude. Okay. Would you mind? I want you to explain with your fingers with your hands on how to blend two records or you know from let's say three records from one to the next to the next can you do, do you mind grabbing like three of your favorite songs three of your favorite records and so just you could do them quick you know i don't want to put you on the spot but i, I actually am you are um, on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're super pro if you don't want to do it it's all to the good don't worry man uh i just figured i ask you since we're, we're here um but yeah i mean i think that's amazing that you have all those records still and uh you know that's that, i wish uh, i wish this platform was visual then i could, I know. I could actually show you what i'm doing and Bro. pull out showing you pulling out a record and you know like, soon we're going to be on video soon that i could tell you and we're going to have to bring you back for part two uh and, and where we're, we're, where everybody could see you and and you could do the, uh, like a real like demonstration uh we could go through a different you know different aspects of actually djing and you could show uh show that stuff yeah, sure. yeah definitely I, I would love to do that but um yeah it, in the in the studio right now well you just want me to just grab three random records and... yeah i want you to okay grab three records yeah actually you know what because you, it'll take you forever to find probably your favorite records in there but grab three random records put you to the test and uh, <laughs> didn't know we didn't know he didn't know that he was uh yeah, we were getting to test him i didn't know I, either way i'm not really uh, yeah I, I mean I we just riffing. yeah yeah if uh dr suss is here so we're gonna do the hot potato edition of just riffing um yeah you know i i, I think this is great so while you're doing that ice is uh tell me 
out of all the records that you do have, there's got to be one record that you will never ever get tired of listening to song rather you know what what is that for you oh man what genre <laughs> uh, genre okay let's go since you said you know you said a few things so let's go with funk what's your favorite funk jam of all time my favorite funk jam of all time man so many, but, but you, um, the one that you know that you you could just go and you could listen to and, and, and it never gets old mm. <laughs> funk <laughs> record of all time yes, uh, <laughs> all right um, all right um time is ticking now i'm just playing i don't know funk maybe um I mean, it is a huge genre, you know. But I'd, I, it would, it would be hard for me too. But uh, funk, 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 funk. Okay, let's let me think. Let me think. Um, I don't know. So Weak in the knees, Steve Harrington. I just love that. I love that record. I love yeah. cutting it up. That drum, bass line, all that. Sick break on there. All right. Yeah. So Weak in the knees. All right. Now, give me your favorite. Uh, well, let's say dance hall. Yeah, favorite dance hall record of all time. The party rocker <laughs> that I still play to this day. Yeah, that you've been playing for twenty years. What song is it? Murder she wrote. <laughs> Murder she wrote. Yeah. Murder she wrote. Man, uh, that's a that's an amazing song. Okay, what about uh, hip hop? Let's go hip hop. What is your all time? Yeah, that you know that you'll find yourself jamming in the car too. Man, um, I mean. These are tough because you know there's just so many so many songs, and uh, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah, Tribe Award Tour, Tribe yeah. Electric Relaxation, like those are like just Tribe Call songs. Call. I can anytime I I play them or or hear it, it just makes me feel good. Amazing, yeah, yeah, awesome. Tribe Call Quest, I freaking yeah, top top of the list, one hundred percent. Yes. All right. So, did you find three records? Not really, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's here okay. we could save you. it. We could save that for a lot for a video me, if you want. Tell me if you can hear. Can you hear? Let's, let me see this. Let me let me turn up the volume here. Everybody, you guys are in for a treat. This is uh, world famous DJ Icy Ice going to give us a little lesson here on how to blend records uh, together. What actual mixing is, and then maybe you can break it down like how you went in and out of each record. Okay, so I'll, I'll try my best to talk talk it through okay so i'm gonna take an original break and then go into a hip-hop song and then and then mix out of that with something else so the, that's my three records so let me uh let me figure this out here okay let me see can you hear this yes all right you hear that yeah, yeah okay yeah. here we go all right I'll, let me introduce you all right everybody right now on the ones and twos we got dj icy ice let's go So original break, right? Of course, you know it's from Annie Up, the original Annie Up. Or oh, that's what they use the sample for Annie Up. Can you hear me as I'm talking it through? Yes, yes, we got you. Okay. 
And so here I am. I'm queuing up, queuing up the the transition. Here we go. Made the transition to the hip hop version. Hell uh, yeah. And yeah. Love it. That was so badass. And then so here's my transition into another one. Love it, dude. Thank All you so right. much for, for doing that. And then I think, you know, when we when we bring you back on and we got video and everyone's yes. able to see you do this, you're, yes. you're, you're, everyone that's here now, hopefully you'll come back and you're going to be amazed at what you see because uh, with, with Icy breaking it down uh, for you, you're getting a chance to actually uh, see and hear how it goes. Uh, the the uh, original break of Annie Up into Annie Up and then into Mecha Man so so like yeah amazing how you you uh, you put that stuff together how much time goes into your practicing uh, with with, uh, with different uh, genres of music different things like this uh, ideas that you create to put together how much practice goes into what you're doing well uh, I, it was common for me to practice hours and hours and hours. Um, as i was be as i was learning how to be a dj and then even when i got on radio i would practice hours and hours and hours for those sets um funny thing now is i still practice daily multiple hours a day but my my practice is in real time live on twitch i practice in front of people yeah yeah <laughs> they so just don't awesome. know it but I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you guys a secret that's right that's uh, when you're on when you're on twitch uh i have uh yet to 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 see it because it it doesn't uh stay up on your twitch page and i gotta catch it live you know yeah. uh so how are you how are you how, yeah break us break down the process of your show how do you do your show from the intro to the uh to the end from the beginning to the end really i just freestyle everything <laughs> okay freestyle everything but but when I say I use Twitch as my practice platform, I, I really do. I, I, I'm, I'm playing different genres of music that I don't usually play at a club. Mm -hmm. um, stuff I, that you I'm don't get a chance to play, right? Yeah, stuff you don't ever get a chance to play. And I, I, I've been a big collector of music videos ever since uh, music video DJing was introduced. And I love it, but it never caught on. It never caught on in the clubs, never caught mm -hmm. on in performances. And so... 
Twitch gives me that opportunity to play all the music videos that I've I've collected over the years. So, so yeah, I I love being able to just experiment with uh, just going into different genres, playing different styles of music, playing with different transitions. I mess up, I can actually just rewind the record right there on the spot. I'm like, oh, that was not a good transition. Let me do that all all over again. And they're like, oh, do it, do it. You know, interesting. They say that in the yeah. chat. Yeah, yeah, dude, that, that just proves that you're human, you know, and you're live too. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes uh, I'll, I'll just go into a cut session and I'm just cutting it up for like 10 minutes and, and I'm like, whoo, that was good practice for the day. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and know, everyone I mean, like, loves it and they love it, you know, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's honestly, I, I use Twitch as my live practice session every day and I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm on there, you know, two, three hours. I love it, man. I want to take a, a quick little break uh, just for a second here. I just want to give a shout out to everybody that's in the crowd. Someone just left, but um, thanks for being here, whoever that was. I don't know who it was. But Burn Dogler, Golden, Liz, Dr. Suss. I love Dr. Suss, dude. I hope uh, the, everyone comes up to get to ask questions in a minute here. Uh, Plants, I know he's, um, I don't think he's in the United States. So thanks for listening. I appreciate you. Miss Hennessy, she's back from Ireland. It's my Ireland. And Jenny. Sure. I gave you a follow, Jenny. I uh, don't know who you are, but uh, but I will uh, try and learn who you are afterwards. But I did give you a follow, and thank you so much for being with us during the show. I greatly appreciate it. We we definitely, uh, uh, yeah, much respect for everybody being here. Uh, Ice, you, uh, this is, uh, and you have a huge family too. Like we're going to get into this because I I know you for quite a while. You had a record store at one point, which I want to talk about. I guess we could get into that. You had a record store, and this yeah. was when we, when there was. I mean, records uh, they always make their comeback. You know, things go in cycles. You know, and I think uh, records are actually starting to come back now. But I think for more nostalgic uh, nostalgia heads, you know, people that are uh, that lost art of playing a record. You know, there's not many people. There, there. Every the 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 world is moving so fast, and you know your Spotify and your YouTube music is, is suffices for everybody. But this 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 record business that you had called Stacks, the Vinyl Authority, uh, that was live for a while, and then MP3s came along. Uh, tell yeah. us tell us a little bit about that. I I, I don't want to really get into t- t- to the negativity of it, um, but I mean it's 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 there. It's what it is, and and but you you did a great thing by having a record store. Uh, to feed the kids and and that stacks was a great great place you guys did interviews you did in stores so when groups were um releasing albums i mean you guys have had some huge artists come through your doors at stacks yes. let's let's tell everybody a little bit about that uh, aspect of your life yeah so so stacks was an era of my life where i was just um <laughs> I was in college, hating college, and I didn't didn't want to be there. And so I was I was just thinking of like, what can I do that can be a business that I won't have to be here in college? And so I thought about opening a record store, and spoke to you, and <laughs> spoke to Celos, and and uh, you were very instrumental in in helping me in the whole process of creating the store and running it and all of that stuff and um thank you mike thank you for all you did for stacks and uh we 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 had such a great, great time you're welcome um, thank you too thank you for that opportunity as well it was definitely a new thing for me and i was uh happy to be a part of that during that time that we were all uh all together there but yeah stacks stacks was uh 2001 is when we created that 
store. Um, Fat Beats was king at the time. And of course, they, they were legendary as far as a record store. And so we kind of patterned ourselves after what Fat Beats had done up to that point and then tweaked things and made things a little different. So so uh, we, we can stand on our own and be, be our own thing, you know. But yeah, Stax was, in my eyes, like a hip-hop community center where DJs, working DJs, turntablists, everybody come come together. Um, and then, shoot, we had B-boys come through all the time and MCs. And we uh, because I, I had the, the radio connection, I would take my ties of having artists from the radio come over to the record, stop, the record store. And so we had a lot of artists in stores and a lot of uh, artists' performances over there. Uh, it was it was a fun time, such a such a incredible time having that business. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, for me, I like to look at it as it was it was good for the community. We were we were uh, instrumental and in being a center of uh, of the community. We sat we were physically located in a part of Los Angeles that wasn't Hollywood, that wasn't downtown. We were we sat right in between Orange County and Los Angeles, and we were a hub. We were a hub for both yeah. counties. It was so good to see just the reaction. Uh, first of all, like your following is, is amazing. That's just uh, uh, what a blessing that, that, that has been for you um, <clears throat> that you've attracted those people. And that's by doing good things. And, you know, like I always say, you know, you do good and then the good comes to you, you know? Um, so, so blessings on that. And then, yeah, you're right. You know, it was uh, in the middle of, of, of those places and a hub for, the community and you yeah. really did a great thing ice you really did an amazing thing for that community of we. kids <laughs> we we yeah um but yeah just amazing overall that that whole thing unfortunate that mp3s came and serato came and the technology just wasn't quite there yet for record stores to adapt to anything it was like you know and then it just made it, was, it easier yeah. It was like several things that that uh, was the downfall of the the store. I mean, we had a good run of seven, eight years running that store. Yeah, and we had we had uh, expanded. I mean, you know, like it was it was a vision of ours to expand and become a major record store chain in all the different major cities or whatever. But yeah, we we got up to the point in that eight years of opening three store locations. We were in San Diego. Uh, we were in Ontario and we were here in uh, in Cerritos, and so we had the three stores. We we were doing, we were also uh, doing online record sales, uh, mm -hmm. and we we had the online um, portion. We were also doing subscription um, subscription um, services for the for the store as well. But yeah, uh, when when uh, I wish we had the foresight, I wish we we kind of knew how to pivot. So that we could have kept the store and we could have uh, maintained, but yeah, it was just it was a crazy downfall because in that 2007 2008, it was the beginning of the Great Recession. Yes, yes. And so people were losing their jobs. People were not able to. They were just trying to survive, and so yeah. they didn't have the the extra income to to buy records. And then in that same time era, Napster was king. People were downloading everything through mm -hmm. Napster. Crazy. And Getting music for free versus buying a, a record for five ninety nine, you know, or an album for twelve ninety nine. So that was a, a number two domino that fell, and then number three was Serato was introduced right around that time. Now there was other DJ 
platform or there were other DJ programs that were introduced Tractor. prior. Yeah, Tractor, and then there was a uh, Newmark, um, something else. But yeah, there were several other programs that were started prior, but they just were so much bugs and they they weren't flawless. When Serato came out, it was a flawless program, and I knew when I saw Jazzy Jeff, I mm-hmm. saw Z Trip, these guys like uh, going yeah. out on the road and performing with these with this digital program. I knew that was the downfall of uh, our 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 records. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, saw, I saw the writing on the wall, but I thought we had like a two year window to exit and and be able to get out of it. It, it was, was within six months. Six months. We were done. Yeah, it was super fast. I mean, that's how technology is. I mean, even today, a lot of these people that are in, in here with us listening, we're all in this space called Web3, right? And everything moves fast. Twitter, Twitter, crypto, uh, yeah. you know, everything that we're doing here with with Web3 and, and, um, and being in this space and just knowing about the technologies. We see it. We see the technologies that are here. Uh, yes. You know, even with like NFTs and then, and then moving forward where, where things are going now. So it's all kind of, you know, we're all two years and two, two and a half years deep into, into this new venture. Now, um, now the metaverse, all this other stuff. Yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. But it's going there, Ice. I mean, we're already there. It's just, we're already you know, there. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're already there. there. Exactly. So like, you know, well, all these Oculuses and all this other stuff, this is yeah. coming. It's yeah. all, it's moving in that direction now. That's right. There's a, there's something new too. Uh, uh, one of our uh, colleagues at rug radio, her name is Mika. Mm-hmm. She's always experimenting with this, with cool tech. And she's been playing with this uh, meta quest four, which is uh meta uh, uh, Zuckerberg, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's a VR thing, but it's amazing what it does. Like you could have your, uh, you know, screens, uh, your computer screens, you could do your stuff. She was playing pool the other day, like virtual, like, but really cool stuff. And I, I haven't dug into that, but yeah, I mean, that's where we're, we're moving, we're moving and we're moving at a, at a lightning speed, which is, which is, uh, which is good. And, and, and I don't know, I don't want to know about the bad. I just know that just, just stay with it. You know, yeah, like, uh, no, technology is great as long as you're up on it and, yeah, and you know how to utilize it. it in a, in a good way. Um, you know, this, this digital DJing, it's a good thing, you know, like people are able to travel and DJ without having to lug vinyl all over the place. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, but then the bad was it, it almost killed the vinyl record industry for good, you know? <laughs> yeah, because people weren't, they weren't, you know, like, again, I, I think, you know, the purists, the collectors are still buying and collecting records and looking for, for that stuff. And it might have been good uh, for them because uh, th- there wasn't many co- much competition left for people buying records, you know? You know how it was. We used to, you know, stand in line to, to get records. And sometimes at Stacks, we yeah. would get, let's say, a major look. Remember that major look, Nas? Yeah. And I mean, we, we had to put a premium on those because we didn't have that many of them to sell. And, uh, you know, people would have been fighting over that stuff. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that might have been good for the collectors during the time when uh, MP3s were, were, were pushing forward. Um, yeah. But let's let's say here, you know, we're moving forward into into tech and whatnot. Yeah. How, how far have, where have you dove into? Like, where are you at mentally with with the technology of today? NFTs? Have you thought of doing anything on the blockchain? Uh, have you utilized it already? Or is it something that's totally, you know, just um, it's all stuff. I'm, 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 I'm I haven't dabbled in it yet, but I've been keeping my eye on it. Um, I've, I've invested into, you know, <laughs> crypto and all that stuff and lost it all. Um, 
NFTs, I was looking into it, especially with uh, digital artwork and all, you know, like mm-hmm. people um, doing original artwork and, and people being able to own that type of stuff. So I, I was thinking of ways of how we can uh, utilize it with hip hop and and uh, and and original works uh, and and bringing people into that world. But yeah, I, I haven't made that leap yet. Um, I've just been kind of keeping my eye on it, keeping my my pulse on it, watching this metaverse, watching everything, seeing how it all plays out. But uh, I know somewhere down the line, I'm gonna make a jump, just like like Twitch. You know, we've thought about digital DJing or DJing on the internet for years. And I dabbled in it, you know, just after we closed the store. I I, I did a lot of uh, online TV shows, uh, even Be Real, Be Real TV. Like I was I was uh, doing stuff with him as well, trying to break we're talking about. Off. Yeah, we're talking about Be Real from Cypress Hill, everybody. Yeah, but Be you... Real from Cypress Hill. Like uh, we, I was I was part of his Be Real TV camp, and we were working together doing doing uh, his online. He he used to spend a lot trying to do servers and all this stuff to do just to do an online show and uh here we are he's doing his show regularly on twitch now and he doesn't have to spend anything like like he used to uh, and he still has his, he still has a big following and keeps everything uh maintained right you know yeah so. yeah so i mean you know he's still able to keep his audience he's still able to engage uh he monetizes through um his 420 you know his uh you know um cbd all this other stuff like he he's able to do that. So you know us us in the hip hop world, we'll we'll figure it out, man. But yeah, we just gotta see where it's all going, and then just kind of uh, work work our angle into it, you know. You know, I'm interested as far as uh, you know, we we're talking about the NFTs and the blockchain technology, and uh, but what you guys were talking about a couple of minutes ago, uh, with the uh, uh, Hef mentioned the augmented reality stuff and uh, just the tech. I'm wondering as a DJ. You know, I, I'm not sure. I forget what they call it, but you can open up pretty much any DJ program. And I, I also want to remind back, you know, it's funny. Like I said, this little club I was DJing in, one of the programs they used early on, it was the worst program ever. Did you? And <laughs> DJ Power. And wow. uh, it was so bad. And the owner was like, this owner of this club, he was like, yeah, you guys ain't going to bring in any records. You're going to use, it's the latest in technology. I'm sorry, I'm doing my best to imitate. And his name was Kyle. <laughs> He's like, it's called DJ Power. And you just. That's how he really talked, huh? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> and, and, then, and then he also said, whatever you do, don't play any of that hip hop music in here. <laughs> but anyway, you know, play nothing but Bon Jovi. All night long. If I hear nothing but living on a prayer, it'll be a great night. But anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> but my quest. But my question is: is but now we've evolved uh, to all this uh, technology, and now you can open up pretty much any DJ program and just click a button yeah. and stream song. Not even a song you have on your hard drive. You can stream a song from like you know. Uh, it's different with different. Uh, you know, depending on what country you live in, but you can set up VPNs and all that stuff. So you can actually not have any songs in your high your hard drive. You can stream songs from like one of the streaming platforms. And in real time, it'll actually from a regular stream song on a platform like Spotify or Deezer, it'll it'll drop. You can just cut the drums out or cut the bass out or give do an acapella. And it does yeah. it in real time. And it blows my mind. I just wondering how how you feel about that. Do you, do you like to use it, or do you think it's kind of like I don't know? Um, yeah, yeah. So in in Serato, it's uh it's the stems technology 
where you could take a stem of a song, you, you could you can cut out the beats, you could cut out the bass, you could cut out the vocals. Um, so yeah, I love that technology. I, I do incorporate it into my sets, and uh, and yeah, I love it because then I could take an acapella of a certain song, or I could take Method Man's verse on this song and put it over you know um a dr dre beat or something like that or or i could put it over a yacht rock beat or something you know cool and uh i was gonna say um when you uh do you do like a hybrid when you do your your uh, shows uh is it like a hybrid of utilizing that technology along with uh you know stuff you're grabbing from actual vinyl or do you do it all digitally and you use the vinyl turntables like kind of to sync the time code type of thing as they do you know? uh, so I'm sorry. What was the question? So when you're actually using, uh, when when you're utilizing this technology at your live shows, do you actually play off of the real vinyl, vinyl still sometimes, or do you just use like vinyl time coded uh, with the software? Like I know, you know how they, uh, like the, in other words, the vinyl isn't actually playing the sound from the vinyl, but they use these yes. vinyl. Serato, yeah, yeah. So the Serato time-coded vinyl, yes, that's that's what I use, and that's what majority of the DJ community uses, mm -hmm. unless they're on a controller, a DJ controller, and you don't have vinyl at all. So yeah, the, those are the two two methods there that you can use, or or if you're a CDJ DJ, then yeah, you you you're not using vinyl as well. But yes, I personally use the time-coded vinyl. Um, and then I only break out my vinyl if it's a vinyl specific gig and those have been popping up more recently for me. Um, and then shoot, even one of the big DJ agencies that I know is now booking specific vinyl gigs for their DJs. And so, yeah, um, it's vinyl gigs are back. <laughs> that's, that's, cool. that's cool. And I, I, you know, that's really cool because then someone like you, it's like now all of a sudden, you're like a very special commodity because I would imagine the number of guys that do what you do isn't like, you know, no. now. Yeah. There's not too many vinyl DJs anymore that have their, their vinyl anymore. That's right. Um, and, and for instance, I, I was just clicking, I, I follow uh, uh, DJ Trauma, who's Dave Chappelle's DJ. He, he tours and he's with Dave Chappelle all the time. Anyways, he was in Miami. Right near, right near you, uh, Hefner. That's right. And um, he just played an all vinyl set. If you look at DJ Trauma, he just played an all vinyl set this past weekend, and he was like, "This is my first time doing an all vinyl set at a at a an event, and it was packed." And yeah. um, and he was like, "Man, it's like riding a bike." <laughs> yeah, and it feels good too. Uh, I'm actually going good, to yeah. uh, to um, Rich Medina, I'm supposed to go to Rich Medina, a birthday party. He's got a, a place that he DJs that uh, he has actually some of his record collection is, and it's called Dante's High Five in, in, in uh, Wynwood. I think it's Wynwood. Liz, Liz would probably know, but uh, I'm supposed to go down to that, and he, it's all vinyl. He's, gonna, he's just spinning all vinyl, you know? Yeah. It's awesome. Hey, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's crazy. With all the technology that's out, it's uh, the cool thing is going back to analog. <laughs> I love so, it. You know, you got to love it. Yeah, you got to love it. You know what? It's make me think of all this. Uh, you're talking about the Twitch, the technology and the vinyl. I was wondering if you ever did anything like this or if you would be into it. Like, so let's say you set up to do like your Twitch show like you normally would. Right. 
but uh, it's not, it's like a private show, right? And you're utilizing vinyl, but it's just vinyl, right? And yeah. let's say it was like a club, like hired you, and like, that, you know how the clubs have the big screens in them now? So yes. you did a remote live gig, you're actually playing the club, but from your normal Twitch setup, and the club, you know, hires you for a certain paid amount, but it's cool for you because you don't have to leave the house. Do <laughs> you ever do anything like that, or would you be interested in doing something like that? I've to- thought about that, especially in the pandemic, but, um, but no no one's ever hired me to play a gig remotely from from my home studio and and at a club no they they want you there physically but in the pandemic i think we could have got away with that which 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 is what i was basically doing on zoom those zoom parties for sure i'm thinking like like a one hour special feature set uh i'm i'm gonna hit you in the dms after this show because i got an idea you know but i I love the idea well i'm 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 with it man i'm i'd love to uh, explore that cool I know. <laughs> yes sir i love it man well ice we could talk all day long and i greatly appreciate all of your time that you've put into hanging out with us tonight um i do have a golden who is uh he's our uh, you know uh program director our you know content director for uh rug radio so i have him up here to speak and if anybody wants to um to come up and ask um uh, world famous DJ Icy Ice, any questions and uh, pertaining to what we were talking about? You know, there might have been something that we didn't talk about, and you have a question. Uh, feel free to just shoot us an invite, and uh, and we'll get you up on stage. And meanwhile, Golden, thank you for hanging out with us this long. Uh, Golden actually, Icy Ice, he had his uh, a first show tonight, uh, oh, wow. and it's called the Creator Show. And I, I hope they're doing it every Tuesday because it's usually before ours. And um. And uh, yeah, so really good. And it's not just about the creators for Rug Radio. It's about just the creators that are in our space. Uh, so yeah, so Golden, the mic is all yours, buddy. What's up? Uh, what a great intro half. What's up, DJ Icy Ice J6? Uh, pleasure to be up here, everyone. Um, I just feel super sentimental about the topics. My my dad and my uncles were all were all DJs when I was growing up, so they have like oh. a massive horde of, of wax, man. Like they have yeah. so much, so many records. Like, and uh, now it's it's just become like a I don't know. Like at this point, it's pretty much like an heirloom, right? Like it's just <laughs> it exists. They play with them now, and and uh, it's just like this iconic thing to me. So I I, I was going to ask you just about using it, but J Six kind of just touched on that on the difference between that and the time coded stuff. Yeah. But you you brought up um how people would request sometimes, or there's just certain situations that that call upon you to use the vinyl like what what to you is is the difference or like why what is the situation in which you bust the wax out like when does that happen because i it's just you know people people see anybody up there just moving their hands right it could be a cd anything and that yeah the the outside perspective is that the dj is spinning the record but you know whether they are not whether it's wax or not or even the actual record itself or not like i feel like sometimes it doesn't even matter to the crowd but so what what are the cases when people actually call for it so nowadays um it's it's interesting because um vinyl has become cool and they have vinyl bars. They have vinyl. Um, they have vinyl events and things like that. But yeah, some of the events that I've been called for, uh, I have friends that own restaurants, and they 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 think it's cool 
to play vinyl, pull out actual records and play it right there in the middle of the restaurant as people are, are around dining. So yes, I've done that before. Um, I've been called upon at record shows uh, to to do vinyl sets. Um, and then most recently, uh, we have like vinyl, all vinyl themed club nights where it's the actual nightclub um, and we're playing all vinyl, nothing but vinyl. And we have the, the, crate of, the crates of records right there next to the turntables for everybody to see. And, uh, and we're pulling and playing vinyl sets right in front of everybody. And we're, we're rocking a crowd, a club, a full-on club um, with all vinyl. And people love it. That is incredible, man. Yeah, I, I because you know, I mean, I just remember the experience. It's like you, you, you have your crate, right? The couple, maybe you have two crates or however many you bring to a set. Yes. But then out of those crates, you like make your own little playlist, right? And like have the ones kind of pulled and preset. And I, I think that's that's really neat that it's almost a nostalgic factor. And, and like you said, that it's cool again, right? Like people are collecting it, records and stuff. So that's yeah. really neat, man. Really. And so, so even like a, a, a mainstream artist like Anderson Pack. Who, who was part of Silk Sonic with Bruno Mars. Um, Anderson Pack, <laughs> before he became Anderson Pack, I would DJ events with him back in the day, and these were underground hip-hop clubs and stuff like that. But now he's such a big mainstream artist now, uh, he'll go out and play vinyl sets, straight up all vinyl sets at celebrity parties, or he'll do it at, at big mainstream clubs and play nothing but vinyl, and people love it. And so it's crazy where it's going, you know, and uh, I love seeing it. That is wild. You know, he, he actually, so we have, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with Art Basel in Miami, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that goes on every year. And uh, the, the Web3 and NFT community, like, kind of uh, piggybacks on it and we throw a big bash. We have, like, a bunch of events going on around Art Basel, too. And last year, Anderson Pack actually did, like, a pop-up DJ set yes. for one of the one of the big companies. But, I man, like, I was just so detached from it. I wonder if he was actually spinning vinyl at that set. That's so cool. But yeah, in Vegas, he's regularly playing, like, full-on big nightclubs with vinyl. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. But yeah, it's good to see, though. And I hope more celebrity type people jump on it and, and make it cool. You make it even cooler. La last question I got for you is, do you notice like the audible difference when you when you touch the needle to the actual record, like compared to to the time, uh, the time sync stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, computer files, you know, MP3s the the sound is very hollow uh and then when you put on a piece of vinyl piece of wax on on that same record same needle um man such a difference such a, a, a more warmer sound um the bass kicks a lot more uh you can hear more of the instruments if it's a lot if it's a song with in, live instrumentation um so yeah it's such a warmer um a warmer sound and then it kicks a lot harder than than any mp3 recorded yeah oh, thank you for i'm gonna pass it back to you guys the host man i didn't want to commandeer it but uh, it's just uh personally nostalgic for me man i feel like i gotta go spend some uh, uh, my dad's life, thank you golden <laughs> yeah golden you gotta do it bro they, they, those were awesome questions man and yeah you know um 
you know, records, uh, before they get to be records, they, uh, you know, the song has to get mastered. So yeah. you go, you go through a process, you record the song, then it gets mixed down. So you got a, a mixed down engineer. He's got a special ear. Then once that mix down is done, that's usually the final from, for the recording. Then it goes on to a dude that's going to master it. That's a, that guy's got the ear. He's got the golden ear and then he's going to master your record then it goes to get pressed then it gets to ICI's. then it gets to the airways then it gets to your ear and that's how it goes those records that get mastered to the vinyl that's a kind of like uh what, what ice was saying too like that those older records had that analog sound opposed yeah. to the compression of the mp3 which kind of squeezes everything out of it kind of like when yeah. you're uh, you know, bringing out your, your makes it very ball. mono. Yeah, very mono, very monotone, and just yeah, just uh, that, that, yeah. You know already, ice. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound right. But playing those vinyl records, especially the old school ones, you know what I mean? That yeah. where they where they still recorded on the Ampex reel, and uh, and not like you know in their computer that you could totally hear that sound, which is which is awesome, man. So I would I would love to hear vinyl on a festival like a big festival sound system uh, which I haven't played yet you know but but I it's can imagine coming. in a nightclub it already it's already ten times hundred times better and yeah. uh, I can't imagine if you're in a festival type of setting and playing vinyl versus MP3 files it's it's, it's just night and day yeah I would love to hear it too that's right. So, well, Icy Ice, man, I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on the Just Riffin' Show. Uh, can we get a little shout-out from you, if you don't mind? Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Go for it. All right. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is DJ Icy Ice of the World Famous Beat Junkies, and you are tuned in to the dopest Just Riffin' Rug Radio. We doing it like this. Word up. All right. Thank yeah, you, Ice Man. Another one. Let me do another one. Uh, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Take your time. We, we, you know, it's there's no 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 rush here. And, and you guys, this is this is natural here, right? Uh, everybody in the audience that's listening to you know radio shows do get drops, and we're actually doing it live on the air right now. Yeah, so this so. is a live drop right here. So <laughs> you guys can chop it up right here, man. So okay, yeah. here we go. Peace, y'all. This is DJ IC Ice, world famous beat junkies crew, and you are tuned in right now, live. With just riffing, my man Hefner, my man J6, they do it like this. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yo, man, I just want to, I want to thank uh, DJ Ice, uh, myself to you. It's awesome, and, and I love uh, the perspective of of just from a DJ talking about music, and uh, it's really cool, man. I can, I'm going to check out your next Twitch thing too, man. That sounds like a lot yeah. of fun. Please yeah, do. Me too. Uh, me I'll too. be on tomorrow. <laughs> we're, we're, we'll promote it. We'll get, we're gonna we'll get the link and we'll push push it out too. We'll promote that. I appreciate it. One hundred percent. And we got to get you back on the air with us when we're when we're, uh, you know, with video and hopefully, um, you know, our people, our good people at Rug Radio, will help us with that golden and 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 uh, burn dog there. Sounds real. good. I'd yeah. love to. Let uh, me know. That's right. Uh, well, hold on. Liz came back. I don't know if Liz wants to. Uh, ask a question if you do i'm gonna just send her an invite because she's uh she's a miami native also she loves music and uh would love to get her up on the mic uh because she was in here earlier i thought she had something to say but maybe not we'll see yeah uh, dj oh. icy ice when you you might see some uh pictures starting to pop up on your on your x feed now that's our little pfps that's just how we roll so <laughs> look out for it okay that's right cool, cool. 
You should give Rug Radio a, a follow also, Ice, if you get a chance. I'll send you a link. If you if you can't find it, I'll send it to you through the DM. Okay. Yeah, please. Yeah, excellent. And um, yeah, so I'm not sure about Liz, but uh, uh, tell us uh, while we're waiting and see if she can come up to, uh, to speak. Uh, tell us what's next for you. I know you have your Twitch show. If you want to, if you want to pump that out again, and then what what's next? What's after Twitch? What 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 do you got going on? What's uh, what's happening with Icy Ice? Um, well, currently, yeah, you guys can catch me on Twitch uh, Monday through Friday, twitch.tv slash DJ ICICE, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, what was that 2 p.m. Eastern? Um, but yeah, catch me on Twitch on a regular. I'm, I'm still just doing a lot of events, shows. Um, you, you, you ever here in L.A., uh, we do Club Real Ones, which is a day party Sundays. You can come out to Snapback, which is our our uh, our clubs as well, and then um, uh, on the on the DJ tip, you know, we're doing everything from education to uh, to uh, helping push the turntable turntable movement forward. Um, so check out all the stuff that my crew's doing, Beach Junkies, and then um, man, on the community tip and and hip hop tip, uh, we're we're just trying to put our heads together and keep pushing the culture forward. So be on the, be on the lookout for everything that we're doing. That's what's up. Make sure you go check out Icy Ice, give them a follow DJ Icy Ice on Twitter and check them out on Instagram. Check them out on Twitch. Make sure you go listen um, to the mixes. He's got a plethora of knowledge. He's been around for a long time. His DJ, like I said, uh, you know, from the Grammys to, you name it, uh, all around the world, uh, he's DJed. He's got the experience, just amazing dude, and, and an amazing just person in general besides the music, uh, family man. Um, and, yeah, so, like, uh, amazing stuff. Ice, I, I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, so grateful to have you on the show. Uh, we're really blessed to have you here today. So thanks thanks again. Please uh, send my regards to your family as well. And um, that's going to be it for us here live on uh, – X spaces. So this has been Just Riffin episode 10 with DJ Icy Ice. I'm your homie. Right. I don't want to say, but I'm Hefner and J6. We're representing Rug Radio, powered by Rug Radio. Thank you everybody for being here. Dr. Sus, love that guy. Golden, Liz, Burn, appreciate your plants. Miss Hennessy, Jenny, you guys been here from the beginning to the end. Thank you so much. Ice. Thank you. J6, Thank you love you, man. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong one. <laughs> Just living Tuesday night, half past eight EST. Know where we be? Just living special guest and taking talk a musicology. Just living coming to you live at the same time here every week. Just living y'all in the room, let's chop it up. It really ain't that deep. Just ribbon.